0: assume that as a grown man at some point in your life you've had to say really difficult things like you have had to look a woman in the eye and say i think we should see other people which is generally code for i've already started saying other people
1: (laughs) i've actually never said that but i have had to say no you look fine in that outfit okay so you've been there
0: (laughs) so today i stand before you and the universe to say something that i find very hard to say the pod sequence is actually good uh, i'm gonna say that a little bit slower this time <laughs> the pod ray sequence is actually good i am of course referring to star wars episode one the phantom menace this she is
1: a, bad existentialism
0: by the way <laughs> he's jason i'm mike okay so what happened is, got to do backstory here, of course, because episode one is such a bad movie, there almost has to be. It's
1: so, so bad. It is, it is. I think people forget about how bad it is. Like, I own the Blu-ray box set of all six of the movies, mm-hmm. and when I try to watch that one, I zone out. It's so boring.
0: Yep. Well, a few years ago, I thought you know i'm gonna introduce my nephew to star wars i guess he was let's say five or six at the time and he's basically he's a clean slate with star wars he doesn't know that the first one to come out was star wars slash a new hope but mm-hmm. like, i'm gonna start him off chronologically and we'll sit down and we'll watch episode one <laughs> phantom, the phantom menace uh, is it the phantom menace yes we made it through the first five minutes and he was gone. I looked over and he just wanted
1: out of the wandered out of the living room. <laughs> I mean it all was... that stuff about trade blockades was probably really <laughs> engrossing. <laughs> but Wow.
0: <laughs> but anywho, about a week and a half ago I'm getting some work done and Time for lunch. Grab some lunch. Sit down. Turn the TV on. Magically, I timed my lunch up with the Padre sequence. It was on, I don't let to say, TBS. Okay. And as soon as I sit down, the Padre sequence just starting. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm too lazy to change channels, so I'll watch it. And it runs, I don't know, 12, 13, 45 minutes. <laughs> it runs forever. Yeah. But in and of itself, the Padre sequence is actually pretty entertaining. I've never I never noticed it before because it's it's part of the movie. It shouldn't be in there. The entire they're stuck in Phoenix, Arizona sequence is just horrible. <laughs> I realized that they had to have a reason to meet young Luke Skywalker uh, and Anakin. Anakin Skywalker and get him and get him going. I get that. But it's just, it takes so long, and they have to do a pod race just to get a jet engine or whatever it was that they needed, and it's like, oh, 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 it's such a bad part of the movie. It is really stupid. Except for the Darth Maul fight sequence. Which is like... Amazing.
1: A minute and a half long, and it's really, really good. Yes. It's so good. (laughs) Ugh. That's why the The prequels are...
0: The Darth Maul... the Darth Maul sequences in Phantom Menace are like finding half of a cheeseburger that's not supposed to be in a salad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I'm somebody who ate salads, obviously. <laughs> so if I was forced to eat a salad, but somewhere at the bottom of the salad, like, hey, man, there's half, somebody was kind of feeling sorry for you and put half a cheeseburger in there. <laughs> and you devour it you're like, oh, this is so good. But the rest of it's garbage.
1: Yeah, but the Padre sequence... That's what I find so frustrating about the prequels in general, oh. is that there are these little tidbits that are really good. I love the fight between Darth Maul, Qui-Gon, and Obi-Wan at the end. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. But it it's also s- cut up with these horrible shots of that kid in the spaceship saying stupid things. And it's like, every time he's on screen, I'm like, No, why are you doing this to me? Let's roll, that's a good trick. No, no, I know you're a kid, but that's not how a kid would even talk in a, like, a life or death situation. I don't believe that that's how a kid would react to being in a fight with robots in space. <laughs> I just don't. I don't space, buy it. Space robots. <laughs> space robots. <laughs> the robot did it. <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't wrap my brain around that movie in so many ways. <laughs> So it is
0: it's my recommendation that if you hate yourself a little bit and you probably do, <laughs> watch the pottery sequence by itself. If you can mentally remove it from the movie and just pretend it was some strange standalone sequence that George Lucas made while he was drunk,
1: <laughs> you might find some good in it. I'm going to go a step further and say it just flat out is a good sequence. It shows that Anakin, even at a young age, has the, like, reflexes and judgment of a Jedi. He has the uh, technical skill that he needs to sort of build the foundation for the character that he's going to be later because he knows how to operate that thing on the fly. You know, he's doing the thing with the moving the wires and all that when the when the engine catches fire and he does all this stuff. That's fine.
0: And it also shows that Ewan McGregor, Natalie Portman, Qui-Gon Jinn, is played by... (laughs) Liam Neeson. Thank you. And it also shows that those three actors can all move their heads side to side from unison. Yes, they can. They sure can. (laughs) Which they had to be mad that day. (laughs) Okay, you guys all stand next to each other. Okay, pretend it's going from here to here. Turn your heads. Turn (laughs) your heads more. Turn your heads more intensely. (laughs) <laughs> that had to just be one of the worst days of their lives. <laughs>
1: uh, now look interested. Oh <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't do that. They couldn't go that far. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I no, I'm actually fine with the pod race sequence. It you're correct. It's a horrible way to introduce those characters to Anakin. It takes you out of the main story of the movie. If there is a main story, there isn't a whole lot really main that movie's kind of all over the place anyway. But it yeah, it's a drag on the story. It slows things down. It's a it makes the movie even longer. But that sequence in a vacuum is pretty cool. Yes, well put. And I'm gonna tell a story. It's really embarrassing, but I'm gonna tell it anyway. When the movie came out on home video they released a like a special edition VHS of this of episode One. Mm-hmm. And I'm such a Star Wars fan that I bought it. and it's a director's cut that I don't think you can find anywhere. and it adds about ten minutes into the overall movie. and one of the sequences that gets buffed up is the pod race. It actually goes a little bit longer and it edits in kind of neat and thrilling moments. It like makes the sequence where he gets bumped by Sebulba, is that his name? Yeah. Saboba. Yeah. When he gets bumped by Sebulba and his his, uh, his thing, his pod racer is all kind of busted up and on fire and all that. Uh, that sequence is stretched out a little bit longer, and it's actually I think better overall. Now, the whole movie didn't need a director's cut, but that sequence gets a little bit more interesting and a little more more exciting. Can we agree that Sebulba is actually a pretty good character? Yeah. For what you need him to be, which is basically the 8th grade bully. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of cool character design, too, that he walks on his... That he uses his feet as his hands and walks on his... What would we consider arms? Mm-hmm. I kind of like that design, that character design. But anyway... uh so yeah this this uh vhs version of the movie exists and then they they put the those scenes back in on the blu-ray dvd release but as deleted scenes and not i don't think they're integrated yeah i don't think there's a long cut of the movie other than that vhs one that i can find anywhere but um and if you're curious making the movie longer does not make it better so if you want them to release that version so you can watch it don't bother (laughs) it's not like wow this is a better movie it's still about trade blockades and whatever i don't know (laughs) whatever that movie's about
0: yeah i'm trying to remember what the opening scroll is or crawl what's it called
1: Crawl, the text crawl, crawl yeah. I guess, opening crawl. I um, remember about... reading that, and it, I was like, am I in history class? <laughs> uh, you're talking about your nephew uh, not being interested. That's kind of funny, because my... I think it has the word dispute in it somewhere. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: my 13-year-old is like kind of getting into star wars now but he likes the new movies and we i took him to see episode eight in the theater and he was all about like theorizing and talking about where they're going with the next movie and all that and he just doesn't really care about the prequels like, he just, they, I don't, he doesn't seem to even care about the whole, like, overall grand story. Like, he is aware of the old movies. He's kind of watched them. But, like, so this it, may be it's... like
0: how when I grew up in the 80s, to me, G.I. Joe was G.I. Joe, a real American hero that started in 82. And even though I was aware that there was the 12 inch G.I. Joes that came before in the 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. I didn't care. Yes, it's kind of that yep. sort of thing.
1: Yeah, and he, he yeah, he, he, like, the whole ride home from the theater, he's talking about, you know, where are they going from here? I can't believe they killed, uh, what's that guy, Emperor Number Two? You know, <laughs> like, and and it was kind of interesting to see it from his perspective that, that like to him, Star Wars is you know is seven and Rogue One and eight. And, yeah, those other movies are there, but, like, this is his Star Wars. It's just kind of fascinating. But at least he agrees that Episode 1 is not good. Mm hmm. (laughs) Yeah, you. Yeah.
0: Oh. Boy. Yeah, it's such not a good movie. (laughs) All right. Do we have anything else to add? (laughs) No, I think if I talk about Episode 1 anymore, I'm going to get. some kind of disease.
1: <laughs> Actually, we Typhus. thoroughly we thoroughly covered the Star Wars movies before up to Episode Seven. We had two episodes. I don't remember what numbers they are, but they're titled A Long Time Ago in a Galaxy Far, Far Away. If you want to listen to us talk about Star Wars more, go back and listen to those episodes because they're more in depth. Yes. And you'll hear Mike talk about how Episode Three is his favorite, and that's just crazy hmm <laughs> And I leave us
0: I leave you today with this simple thought, now this is pod racing. That performance is about as good as the one in the movie. <laughs> I,
1: I didn't wanna I I I can't. I can't even <laughs>
0: Now this is pod racing.
1: That's better. <laughs> If you disagree with us in any way, you can send us emails <laughs> podcast at gmail dot com. And let me
0: let me apologize here because I don't want to sound like I'm bashing a seven year old at the time who's not seven anymore. Uh, I don't blame the kid. I don't blame the same either. way I don't blame Hayden Christensen because they both gave really really good performances. Uh, Jake Lloyd gave a good performance in Jingle All the Way, I believe it was, as Arnold Schwarzenegger's kid. Yep. He was good in that movie, but not so good in Episode 1. Hayden Christensen, when he was about 16, he was in a movie called Life is a House. Phenomenal performance, very nuanced, Uh, not so good in Episode 2. So the common denominator there is George Lucas. Mm -hmm. That's who gets the blame for the
1: wooden performances, not the actors. Oh, believe me, I blame him. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye.